the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Inflection there. How are you? It is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeGilio. It is episode number 154 of this podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the greatest podcast network in the world where you can hear tons of amazing and varied and entertaining and funny and awesome podcasts. You can also hear them 24 7 on our new streaming service. You got to check it out 24 7 all the time, always there, always playing great stuff. It's like a radio station, only cooler. RadioMisfits.live. Go there now. You will hear live 24-7 streaming service podcast material. You'll hear episodes of the great podcasts available at Radio Misfits. You will also hear from the Unheard Music Show, where unsigned bands uh, are being played 24-7 as part of the broadcasting programming on uh, RadioMisfits.live. So if you've got an unsigned band... You should uh, check out Radio Misfits and, uh, and get your bands in there, and they will be played on our 24-hour streaming service, as well as my two podcasts that you can hear. You can hear this one, the Nick D Podcast, daily at 3 p.m. Central, and you can hear my SNL podcast, my other podcast, which is called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. You can hear that daily at 9 a.m. Central. So you can hear my podcast, 9 a.m. SNL, 3 p.m. The Nick D Podcast, as part of the 24-hour streaming service that is radiomisfits.live. Jump in there now. And by the way, if you want to be a sponsor, jump in there and get going. You want to be a sponsor on this podcast in particular, you should do that because we reach, we're reach we a popular podcast right here, and you'll reach a lot of people. Contact sales at radiomisfits.com and say, I want to sponsor that podcast and be a part of it, and we'll get you involved, and uh, we'll get some ads on here right now. And you will reach a ton of people, trust me. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. If you just want to be a part of the podcast in general, leave us a voicemail. Our voicemail system is open 24-7, and I encourage every single person out there to leave any kind of message that they want. We want to hear from you. I will listen to every single voicemail, and I will play many of them back on my podcast. So if you got something to say, you got a comment, you got a question for any of our regular guests, you know, Herb Weissbaum, the consumer guy, Tom Mappel, our car guy, Dan Feinberg, our TV guy, Eric Steve, our movie guys, Marnie Shore, who, by the way, is going to be joining me. Um, she is our food takeout expert, Monica Eng, uh, Amy Guth, the lovely Amy Guth is a regular, Keith Lipinski, who does wrestling stuff. Any of our regular guests that you have questions for, we want to hear from them. Or if you just want to jump in, say whatever you want to say, the 24-hour voicemail system is open and ready to go. Leave your uh, megaphone message uh, uh, requests as well. 773-417-6948. Call now, leave your voicemails, or drop us an email anytime with any of the questions or comments or contributions. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. We do have a magic megaphone uh, request. 
that we're going to get to wherever you want me to say something into a megaphone, uh, an inside joke, a line from a movie, anything. People love it. We got more of those coming up. You can make those requests again via email or voicemail. So we got one of those coming up when I talk to Esmeralda. We are going to talk a little bit more about some of the weird uh, TV shows. Uh, Esmeralda went to a concert. We're going to talk about that and some of the other concerts that we've seen in the past. Uh, and much more. And as I mentioned, Marnie Shore is my guest, uh, the lovely Marnie Shore, who is part of The Takeout, which is an incredible food website where they write about and talk about food. She's fabulous, and we'll talk with Marnie. That's coming up as well. So that's all coming up on the show, and oh, we always hear from her. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. I know it. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hey, uh, we want you to come out to the Flashback Weekend Horror Convention. It is the best weekend of the year, easily. If you're a horror film fan, you got to come out. If you're not, you got to come out anyway because it's a blast. Um, The Flashback Weekend Horror Convention has been around now for 21 years and I have uh, been there since the very beginning back in 2002. Mike and Mia Kurz run the Flashback uh, Weekend Horror Convention. It's the best horror convention in the country. If you're a horror fan, you can't afford to miss it. you got to be there, and you got to go all three days. We've got celebrities. We've got great events. We've got concerts. We've got all kinds of cool stuff. An incredible vendor room that's filled with people selling all kinds of cool stuff like T-shirts and art and posters and masks and special. And it's just, it's whatever. If you're a horror fan and you want any kind of merchandise, that you could possibly imagine. It's all there in the best vendor room that you can possibly go to. Uh, celebrities are going to be there, signing pictures, taking uh, uh, selfies. You can go with professional photo opportunities, get your autographs, meet the stars of tons of great horror movies and directors and writers and actors and all kinds of amazing stuff. And I'm going to be there. Uh, I am one of the guys who runs the Q&A Big Ballroom. Uh, where we have uh, Q&As with uh, uh, actors and actresses and celebrities and me and Steve Procopi, by the way. We share duties of doing Q&As and doing all that cool stuff. And I will be doing, along with Esmeralda, who will be co-hosting, I will be doing this podcast live from the big ballroom at Flashback Weekend. It'll be on August 5th at 1230. Okay, that's tentatively where it is. If that time changes, I'll let you know. But it's going to be live on stage. We're going to have some special celebrity guests jump up there. Um, we will probably have Sven Gulli up there, who, by the way, is spending Friday and Saturday uh, at the convention this year. And uh, it's going to be live. And we want all the Nick D fans out there to get your ass to the Hyatt Regency at O'Hare on Saturday, August 5th. We'll be in the big ballroom at 1230. Um, and so get there, get your ticket, and be a part of all the fun that's happening all day, all weekend long, and be a part of a live podcast taping. We will record the podcast there. We're going to have celebrity horror uh, actors and actresses who are going to be up on stage with us. We're going to interact with the crowd so you can be a part of the podcast. Esmeralda will be there, and we will be on stage. And we want to pack the place. We want that ballroom at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare jammed with Nick D podcast fans. So get out there. Pack the place on Saturday, August 5th at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. Very easy to get to right off of the expressway. Parking lot everywhere. Um, and it's going to be a great weekend. There's a Christine uh, reunion from the John Carpenter movie. Christine stars of the movie and the car is going to be there. There's a big Scream reunion with a bunch of people from Scream. If you like the uh, uh, Terrifier movies with the Art the Clown, there's going to be like 10 people from the Terrifier films that are going to be there. Uh, Alan Haworth, who uh, worked on music with John Carpenter, he's going to do a live concert. As I mentioned, Sven Gulli's going to be there along with Joe Bob Briggs, Darcy the Mail Girl. Joe Bob Briggs, the drive-in legend, he's going to be there with Sven Gulli. They're going to be on stage together on Friday night. 
Um, and there's a concert on Saturday night that Alan Howarth is going to be doing, plus screenings and celebrities and autographs and pictures. It is the best, most entertaining, the funnest weekend that you will ever have, especially if you're a horror fan. And tickets are still available. You can make your reservations. There are rooms. I think rooms are sold out at the Hyatt, but you can get rooms at uh, adjoining uh, uh, hotels because it's in Rosemont and there are hotels everywhere. But it's going to be the best weekend ever, August 4th through the 6th, 2023, at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare, the Flashback Weekend Horror Convention. I am one of your hosts. I am there all weekend. Come up and say hi. Let's take pictures. Let's hang out. There are big parties after the convention ends that go on all night, all over the beautiful Hyatt Hotel. And uh, and if you want to meet me and hang out, we'll do that. I am part of... Uh, the Q&As, I will be moderating and, and hosting and interviewing a bunch of celebrities on stage in front of you. And we are recording a live version of this podcast. And we expect everybody who is listening right now to be there for the weekend, flashback weekend, and particularly Saturday afternoon, August 5th, as part of the live broadcast and recording of this podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So we, uh, we want to tell you now we're about a month away. So that means get your tickets, get there now. We'll see you August 5th live for this podcast recording. All right. Flashbackweekend.com. Flashbackweekend.com. Again, it's August 4th through the 6th at the Hyatt Regency in O'Hare, at O'Hare uh, in Rosemont. And get your tickets now and we'll see you for the live recording of this podcast and you can be a part of it on August 5th at 12.30 in the afternoon. All right, cool. Uh, Esmeralda, my co-host, is going to be with me later, but right now we're going to say hello to the great Marnie Shore right after I tell you that you have to be congratulated. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah, don't be a jackoff. Jason Skaggs, he is weird, and I think he'd be fine with me saying that, because he's weird. Uh, he does all the themes and the music and all the cool stuff for both of my podcasts, so I, my thanks to Jason Skaggs for this lovely theme. And uh, and uh, every month we like to have Marnie Sure join us uh, to talk music, or to talk music. We're not going to talk music, although we will talk about your theme a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Marnie's with The Takeout, which is a great food website, and we always love to talk to Marnie. Hi, Marnie. How are you? Hey, good. How about yourself? I'm all right. Are you surviving all the smoke from Canada in the air for all of us to breathe? I'm surviving it, but my dog is getting very antsy at not being able to go outside. So apologies in advance if any barking occurs. Okay. Yeah. No, it's been rough. And, um, you know, I've, uh, the windows of, to my, I haven't been out of my apartment uh, for about two days now. Yeah. Uh, because of this, I went out and I went to a screening the other night and, um, and the air was not pleasant. 
uh, at all. Uh, And I know that some outdoor events have been canceled and some things have been, you know, delayed. And I find it really ironic and weird that this smoke from the forest fires in Canada, which has infiltrated Chicago um, and made, in fact, I believe it was, was it Tuesday, Marnie, when we had the worst air quality in the world? Tuesday and Wednesday, I think. Yes, like in the world. (laughs) Uh, It was not good. And uh, all of this stuff is being canceled. But I find it really strange that like we're going to get some rain coming in. It's supposed to clear out and everything just in time for more air pollution with a NASCAR race and the 4th of July. Oh, don't we love to see it? Don't we love to see NASCAR explode? Pulsing more pollutants into our air right when we're in the clear. I just thought <laughs> I'd share this with it. you. I don't know if you saw this on my socials, but I shared a picture of a tent uh, that they're you know opening up at the NASCAR where you can get um, bush light, a can of bush light for ten fifty. Yeah. Or if you'd like, you can get a six pack for sixty three dollars. I saw those photos going around, and I thought they were photoshopped. No, they're real. They're real. Now, I understand that that's a lot of money, but that you can see that at, at a lot of events like that, you know, th- that's com- that's pretty comparable. But mm-hmm. the thing that I find hilarious about this is that you can get uh, a bush light, which, by the way, is as close to water as you can possibly get for beer, mm-hmm. bush, bush light. You can get one for ten fifty, but then they also offer a six pack for sixty three dollars. Now, do you know what six times ten fifty is? Let me think. I don't think you're getting an incredible deal. It's $63. You're not getting a deal at all. So I don't even know. You know, like they put that up there. And think, you know, so you think you go, oh, well, I'm going to go with the six pack because I'm saying you're not. You're not saving it. You could buy six separate cans. It's like they just did you the courtesy of doing the math for you. Exactly. And that's the reason why I'm like, I'm not, you know, like, well, first of all, ten fifty for a can of bush of, of bush light is insane. Okay. Yeah. But again, that's kind of comparable for sporting events and, you know, stuff like that. It's ridiculous how much you can yeah. pay for booze at concerts and things like that. But the, but to me, it's like when you offer like a six pack, it, doesn't that mean that you're going to get a discount? <laughs> a discount? <laughs> I mean, normal market forces would dictate that, but normal market forces also would not dictate having a NASCAR race in the middle of downtown Chicago. So I feel like all bets are off. Oh, exactly. No, it's just that the whole thing from conception, I don't know about execution. We won't know about how that goes until Monday when the whole thing is over. Um, But from the whole idea of having this, when they had it, where they're having it, all this stuff is just a nightmare. And then I I don't want to, you know, reinforce a stereotype, but I'm thinking that they think that NASCAR fans aren't good at math. So I think that's why they that's why they say get or a six at, pack for $63. Yeah, or or good at like understanding a value proposition of getting more than one bush light. Right. So the first one will indicate that you have made right. a mistake. Exactly. So you can get in and, and just it's astonishing to me that the, the sentence that you can get a six pack of bush light for $63. Like that. Bush Light was the beer that we used to buy when we wanted to get drunk and not spend money. Mm-hmm. You get a case for four bucks at one point. Here, yeah. you're paying sixty three dollars for a six pack. I mean, and <laughs> and I wonder how they get around because at uh, Sox Park, I'm pretty sure the way it works is you can't buy more than two beers as one person right. because they they don't want to like oversell uh, overserve a, people. I, I think there's a there is a limit. Um, uh, I haven't been to a game in a while, but at Wrigley, there used to be a limit where you would go if you would walk over. There was a limit of two. 
Mm-hmm. I think, but but from a vendor you could get four because you're already seated. Oh, okay. So you Maybe could it's get four. Some technicality like that because yeah. what good is buying a six pack if you need to present multiple IDs? It's true, and it's and, but it's only sixty three dollars, Mari. It's only sixty three dollars <laughs> for a six pack of a steal. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tell everybody about The Takeout. I love the website. Everybody does. Let's hear about it. Sure. So The Takeout, which you can go to at thetakeout.com, is a national food site. And it's really just kind of celebrating the food that we eat all the time. So we talk about fast food. We talk about grocery items. We, you know, it's not uh, fancy restaurant reviews or anything because there are plenty of great sites that offer those. It's more about celebrating what we're eating now and what we hope to eat in the future. Right. And I love the, I love the website. And the website is uh, uh, taken off from the AV club with the onion. Um, and uh, a lot of the staff from there are kind of spilling over into uh, the takeout. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, now we uh, normally we do a taste test, uh, which we're not going to do at this time because uh, we couldn't really find anything to do a taste test. And also uh, I'm don't really want to leave the apartment right now until, you know, yeah. Smoke doesn't get in my eyes anymore. As the everything would taste like liquid smoke if we ate now, it right now. I will. I will say this though. One of the things that you suggested that I do want to try, and I happen to have this is this is crazy. I don't know if you know this, Marty. I don't know if we've ever discussed this or not. Mm-hmm. But about six hundred feet from my front door is a Potbelly's. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you knew that or not. But no. How wh- often do you take advantage? Uh, more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> More often than my butt, my belly should, uh, but um, but then, yeah. So it's 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 a it's a the, right in the same place in the same building, like six hundred seven hundred feet away from my apartment, is a Potbelly's, and in the same facility is a Lou Malnati's. Oh like wow! This, yeah, and then around the corner on the other way, if I go the if I walk the other direction, about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred feet from my front door is smoke the barbecue place so i'm oh my gosh yeah i know <laughs> you've got you've got all the full range the full yeah. spectrum of dining in front of you the full spectrum of gaining you know 40 pounds in two minutes <laughs> uh so but anyway one of the things that you mentioned that we could have uh taste tested which we're not gonna do but i want to talk about with you is the pot belly cookie butter shake i mean all of that sounds magnificent to me doesn't it? And yeah. yeah, I mean, cookie butter. I don't know how often cookie butter is on your grocery list. It's on mine <laughs> fairly often. <laughs> well, you know, I got to say, not often. Not often <laughs> enough, I have to say. Uh, now, have you tried the Potbelly cookie butter shake? Not yet, but I am curious to see if they can kind of translate that flavor to a milkshake. I think it'll probably end up tasting a lot like a snickerdoodle cookie, uh, mm-hmm. which is fine by me. Um, it sounds like it's going to be really delicious. And I think they might put a cookie on the end of the straw. Yeah, they do that anyway. Oh, uh, do they Pop- do that for all yeah, of them? When you get a shake at Potbelly's, they put a little butter cookie, you know, the, the butter finger. You know, remember when you were a kid, you'd put the butter, king, uh, butter cookies <laughs> on your fingers? Yes. No, well, they do that with a little they, uh, with the straw, so they do. Oh, do that. I'm not ordering enough shakes from there, I guess. because yeah. I didn't know that. Like I said, I'm 900 feet away from one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they do do that. Um, but I, now, so for people who might not know, what is cookie butter? Uh, you know, we we all know cookie dough, we know cookie, we know butter, but together that just sounds magnificent for people who might not know what what is that? Uh, Definitely. So if you've ever had like the Biscoff cookies on an airplane, um, oh, man. it's yeah. like those, uh, Trader Joe's sells a version called Speculoos cookie butter. And it really is just like those cookies mashed up and blended with some sort of like 
blending agent. I'm not sure what it is between products, but there's there are some homemade versions that you can make with, I think, like a small dose of heavy cream because the butter from the cookies does so much to blend it up once you food process it. Oh my but God. Um, yeah, so it's kind of just like, hey, we make peanuts by crushing peanut butter by crushing up peanuts. Let's make cookie butter by crushing up all these cookies. There you go. Well, that explains it right there. Well, I have not tried it, um, but you are not going to be on in July because I have a whole bunch of like flashback horror convention stuff that I have to do. Uh, so um, some of my regular guests are getting. You, I'm sorry, you guys are getting bumped for my horror. It's an honor for, for my horror. Uh, my horror guests. Uh, it's an honor to flashback. be bumped because um, I want to hear those interviews. Yeah, and you you should come out to flashback. I'll get you in. No worries. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, and, and I'm doing a live version of my podcast, of this very podcast, uh, from the stage. And, uh, oh, wow. And we are going to have, uh, I don't know who the exact guests are, but we're going to have uh, ce- horror celebrities. And I think one guy, by the way, one guy who's from... Berwin. uh May be showing up. And, uh, <laughs> so there you go. I'm, I think we all know who that is. His name is Sven Gooley, but we won't do that right now. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, so I, we won't, but in, in, in August, you'll be back. Uh, to We just set the date. You'll be back. And at that point, I believe both of us will have tried the Potbelly uh, cookie butter shake, so we can give a report that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and again, um, once the air is cleared, you can bet your ass I'm walking across the street, and I'm getting a Potbelly cookie butter shake. So, <laughs> you anyway. tear that KN95 mask off, and you put the shake right in your <laughs> mouth. Right, right into it. I, I don't care. All right. So lots of stuff to talk about. But before we get to the takeout, before we get to the food, and everybody should take out, check out the takeout.com. By the way, um, can I just say how much I love following you on uh, social media? <laughs> Thank you very much. I love following you on social media because you do a lot of fun stuff and there's great pictures of you and your dogs and all kind, <laughs> your dog and all kinds of great stuff. But also you do fantastic uh, product tasting. Uh, visually, like on Instagram, and you do it like on on Facebook and stuff and Twitter, uh, where you do you take pictures of these items and you tell everybody how they taste and what they look like and all that cool stuff. You're a joy to follow on the on the on the oh, socials. Thank you so much. Those started as me just trying to keep track of what products I like, and people really seem to like them. So I just still take bites of things and photograph them for the internet. <laughs> Well, people should follow you on uh, Marnie Shore. That's S-H-U-R-E. They should follow you on the social medias uh, and get these lovely pictures and these wonderful descriptions of all these very cool items that you that you, that you you snack on or drink. Yeah. They're great. Really great stuff. So anyway, before we get into the food part and the takeout part, you are, uh, as we've discussed over the past bunch of months now, you've become a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you love the horror movies. You've been taking in as many as you possibly can. And me being the horror fanatic and expert that I am, I love to talk to you about horror. And what in the horror world have you seen lately that you would, you would like to talk about? I've seen too many wonderful things lately. Uh, I, you know, I've been trying to chip away at the things that I've been hearing about for years. And it's like, well, I got to just like, you know, sit down and watch these things already. So I did watch The Invitation from 2015. Right, not the one from last year, which was terrible. Um, right. Right, the, this one from 2015. Okay, go ahead. What did you think? It, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, anytime that you see people coming together for a dinner party, you're like, right. this is going to be the best thing I've ever seen. Because I remember feeling that way with the movie You're Next as right. well. That's the first one I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great companion piece to this movie. Compa- yeah, like yeah. Cursed Dinner Party is yeah. a genre I didn't know I needed in my life, but it is. Yep. And um, But this one is such a slow burn. And 
it starts off as a series of maybe like awkward, uncomfortable scenarios that quickly grow chilling and then become outright, you know, horror uh, to the point of being, I don't know, a slasher, really. Yeah. Um, and so it really just lets you do like five phases of feeling uneasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, the performances were just incredible. Yeah. And it's Karen Kusama directed it. Um, mm-hmm. And she directed a, the uh, the actual pilot and a few episodes of Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah. And she also directed Girl Fight and some other. She's a terrific director. Um, and the thing about this movie, uh, as you mentioned, it has this slow build. It's really, really great. But that final shot oh. the ending oh my god i remember the first time i saw it it's like what at the, yeah. <laughs> the final yeah because it's then, astonishing it's astonishing that final that final moment is unbelievable you just realize that this isn't even the movie you thought you were watching <laughs> exactly <laughs> and exactly. even on even on the wikipedia synopsis i read it to make sure i was reading that correctly yeah no, it's something. I mean, it, it's a, and that, that final moment is a kick to the gut, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like it really is amazing. Well, I'm glad you caught up with that one because that's a quality one. That's a yeah. good one. Okay, what else have you seen? I finally saw, and I don't know how I missed it at the time because I love zombie movies, the movie Train to Busan that's from fantastic. 2016. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a Korean film. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it, and, and maybe... Maybe my algorithm just wasn't letting me know enough about international horror back when it came out. But uh, I feel like as soon as I saw it, I was like, where has this movie been all my life? Yeah. How did I miss out on this for seven years, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was watching that at home alone. Oh. And the dog kept jumping off of my lap in... Uh, in surprise because I kept just like throwing my arms up and saying things out loud like, Oh no. (laughs) Right. Right. An absolute Um, thrill ride. It's fantastic. And it's nuts. It's batshit crazy. A lot of movies out of Korea, the, the, the horror movies, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to do a a deep dive into Korean horror, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to, your mind is going to be blown. (laughs) Your mind is going to be blown. Um, I can't wait. (laughs) But I will say this now. I love the movie. I do. But I have to say this. I am kind of an old man uh, about uh, zombies. I like my zombies slow. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I I am old school in that regard. I I was lucky enough to have met and had kind of a a friendship with George Romero. um, Wow. Basically the man who created the modern day genre of zombie movies with Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead and all those other ones. And he, uh, you know, when he was alive at his merchandise table at, you know, like Flashback or any of these other places, he would sell T-shirts. And I have one that's that's on the front say, Fast Zombies Suck. (laughs) And on the back, they say, Slow Zombies Rule. And I'm kind of a stickler for that. But uh, this really isn't a zombie movie. It's more of um, an infection movie. Yeah, it's a pandemic, right? Yes. I mean, it's... Yes, yeah. and and so was Twenty Eight Days Later. Everybody is like, oh, Twenty Eight Days Later is a zombie movie. It's not. There's a difference, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, and sometimes I get nitpicky with people, and I'm like, well, that's technically not a zombie movie, because a zombie, by definition, dies and then comes back to life. Right. These people are not dead; um, they are infected, and that's the difference. So I try to explain this to people. I have a one hard-headed friend who's like, it's the same crap, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Because there's right, a difference and, between someone who's infected with a disease and didn't die and come back to life. A person who is a zombie dies and comes back to life. 
Right. And this is like more instantaneous too. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh God. It's so good. It's so good. I'm glad you saw that one. So yeah. that's a couple of good ones. Well, I, I, uh, I have one I'd like to recommend to you. Yes. And then I have one to recommend to you. Okay. Uh, well, let's start off with the one you want to recommend to me. Cause this was, this is, uh, this is, uh, you were telling me a little bit before we started recording. It's called dead stream. Yes, it's okay. one word, dead stream, right. um, as in YouTube streamers. Got it. So a friend of mine was telling me about it yesterday, and as soon as I heard the recommendation, I went home and watched it immediately. Okay. Um, the The concept is that a disgraced YouTuber or you know streamer of sorts uh, tries to win back his following by spending a night in a haunted house. Oh yeah, okay. And so it's like he's live streaming from the haunted house. And that's the way that you're seeing everything play out, including almost the entire movie. There's like a chat window where you're seeing everybody react to what's happening on screen. So it's a very 2022 sort of experience because that's when it was made. And it was the most fun 87 minutes I could have hoped for. And is there anybody of note in it? Do we know like who who made it or anything like that? It sounds familiar to me. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I've heard about it, but I just haven't time, time to watch it. By the way, it's available on Shudder for people who have Shudder. Yeah, um, it's a Shudder original. Right. Um, but, you know, it's really just mostly, I think that the total cast might be like four people. Sure. It's, um, yeah, it's, and I think they're relative unknowns. Right. But their performances were just spot on. You know, you've got that whole uh, performing your life online sort of motif going sure, through it. Sure, And yeah, 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 um, yeah. really your, fun. Your influencer personality has to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Deadstream, one word, available on Shudder. And by the way, if, you, if you're a horror fan and you don't subscribe to Shudder, you should um, because it's great. The original yeah. stuff that they do is, is amazing. And uh, the, the amount of great and classic and new horror classics that they show every month is, it's, I, it's my, it, I got to tell you, Shudder's my favorite streaming service. Yeah, I like what am say. I doing paying for Disney Plus when I could pay for Shudder? What am I, what's wrong with me? <laughs> exactly. And Shudder's great. And also there's a movie coming out in August, which is going to hit the theaters and it's also going to go straight, it's going to go to Shudder too. And it's a movie called Birth Rebirth. Yes, um, you were telling me about I, that. I told you about and uh, uh, the, the director, Laura Moss, they're going to be on my, uh, on my podcast soon to talk about it. Um, and they made awesome. an amazing movie, uh, an amazing movie. So we'll get to that uh, some other time. All right. So, okay. Deadstream. I, I promise I will watch it. <laughs> uh, have we talked since Evil Dead Rise came out? Okay. No, but I just learned, I didn't know this, that I don't have to watch that new remake from 2013. No, no, you don't. It's not connected. No. So I'm going to watch this immediately now. I, yeah. I thought I had to catch up, you know? No. No, and it's on my. It's on if you have HBO or if you have Max. It's it is just now streaming. As of like two days ago, it started streaming on Max. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, no, you should. It's terrific. It's terrific, and it's proof that everything with the words "Evil Dead" on it is good because <laughs> the first Evil Dead is great. The second Evil Dead is great. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness is great. Evil Dead, the reboot from 2013, is great with a magnificent performance from Jane Levy. Oh. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is is great, and Evil uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the uh, the TV yes. series with my future ex wife Dana DiLorenzo and uh, <laughs> and Bruce Campbell is magnificent too. So everything with the phrase Evil Dead is good. Flawless brand. Yeah, you will love Evil Dead Rise. It's so good. It's I'm so, so excited. Good. Yeah, and you should watch the one from 2013 too because it's really scary and really gory. And Jane Levy, you know, from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and mm-hmm. so many other things. 
It's one of the best, most intense, and crazy female horror performances of all time. And uh, is it? Does it retain the goofiness, the slight goofiness of the original? A little or, bit, okay. a little bit. This one is more like it's more, you know, because Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness both go off into comedy and craziness. Mm-hmm. The first Evil Dead, the very first one, is not nearly as funny. It's more gross and scary. Right. The first one. But Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead, they have more humor in them. Um, Evil Dead Rise and Evil Dead Reboot from 2013, they're more hardcore. So Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So be I'll ready about that one. Also streaming now is a film called Husera, The Bone Woman. Hmm. Um, I don't recommend this movie um, if you are pregnant or are planning to have a baby anytime soon. <laughs> so it's that kind of horror movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, that, and I also don't recommend that when, when Birth Rebirth uh, uh, comes out. But right. this one especially, because Husera is um, a movie that really dives in to all the symbolic and deeply disturbing things that go along with the fear of pregnancy and the stuff that goes through your mind when you're having a baby. Wow. Yeah. It's and and what a theme to mine, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, and they and it's deep, man. It's so ugh. it's called it's called Husera, Husera, H U E S E R A. Uh The Bone Woman. Is uh, that American film? No, it's not. It, it okay. is uh oh, geez, if I remember correctly, Venezuela. Wow, okay. Um or it could be oh god. Um now I I I saw it last year at the at the Chicago International Film Festival and it just popped up on streaming now and it's actually on my top 10 list for this year. Wow, um, but it's uh, it's in it's in subtitle. Yeah, it's it's in I believe it's in Spanish and it's uh, in, and it's it's subtitled. I'm but adding it to my list. Yeah, Husera, H U E S E R A, and it's streaming on some service. I don't know, it might be on Shutter. I'm not really sure, but it is scary and intelligent and with a remarkable performance by the woman in the lead. Amazing, awesome. So check that out. All right, uh, the other one that I the one that I saw that I want to recommend that's coming out at the end of the month that I have to recommend to you, besides Sarah, which I hope you see, but this one's coming out to theaters. It's called Talk to Me. Yes. Tell me <laughs> about this, because the poster's creepy. Yeah. It is an Australian film made by two guys who are like in their late 20s, the young bastards, and uh, <laughs> making these great, this great movie. And it is about this uh, viral, again, getting into this, you know, like your Deadstream movie. It's about this sort of TikTok viral thing that's happening where people are at these parties and there is this sort of sculpture of a hand that has like graffiti all over it, a creepy looking twisted little hand that when you take hold of the hand and you light a candle and you close your eyes and say, talk to me, a spirit will pop up in front of you who you are holding hands with. And then you say, I let you in and the spirit possesses you for 90 seconds. And (laughs) this this is is like a... This is like a party thing that everybody sits around the person holding the, the ceramic hand and they all have their phones on mm-hmm. and they're all on social media and they're all, you know, videoing it as it's happening. And it becomes this influencer TikTok kind of thing where, oh my God, is it real? Are they being really possessed by dead people? What's happening here? And at one point, uh, a woman, a girl, a young girl uh, does the thing at the party and the spirit possesses her and doesn't leave. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> and it's, it is really, really good. And these guys, the two guys who directed it, Australian young guys, that's their first feature. And it's scary and it's crazy and there's some funny things in it. And ultimately, it's a really uh, sort of deep and significant movie about grief, 
about oh. dealing with death. Um, and it's also scary as shit. And all the makeup and all the like gore effects, it's all practical. There's no CGI. I'm sold. So I, I love anything practical. And that yeah. was actually true of Deadstream too. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, well, that's budgetary stuff, I guess. You know, when sometimes you got to, yeah. when you can't afford like the, the fancy CGI stuff, if you just go with good old fashioned practical bloody makeup effects, that's yeah. fantastic. So mm-hmm. comes out at the end of the month, uh, July 28th. It'll be in theaters. It's called Talk to Me. And I'm telling you, Marnie, it's badass. It's really I'm so good. excited. I'm just going to buy my tickets in advance. I just want to see that one in a theater. <laughs> you will. And it's really good. And it's, I saw it with a crowd and I saw it at a, at a, at a like a, press slash public screening um and it was a full house and it was great fun to watch it with a bunch of people just going oh my god like the whole... <laughs> and it delivers too this is a movie that delivers so you got awesome. you're gonna love it so talk to me uh in theaters at the end of the month and who's is available now so you should check those out great so. all right cool now now let's get to the horror of food i don't know if that's... <laughs> i'm trying to segue that's all i'm just trying yeah to... uh netflix has pop-up restaurant well that's a segue Netflix yeah. streaming to see how we did that. You see how professional we are. And and maybe horror movie, depending on how well good the restaurant is. Yeah, maybe it's horror. Exactly. So we go from streaming horror to live streaming uh, restaurants. There are Netflix pop-up restaurants. Yes. Uh, it, it, tell me about this and, and, and if you've gone and let's hear the story about that. So it's just being piloted right now in Los Angeles uh, and it will open June 30th. So I believe that's today for the listener. Yes. Um, and it's called Netflix Bites, which <laughs> I think they know what they're doing right with that name. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's an interesting concept. They are featuring chefs designing dishes, uh, chefs from their cooking programs on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get food made by Curtis Stone from Iron Chef or Nadia him. Hussein from Nadia Bakes. Love her. Um, yeah, <laughs> like really people that you would be excited about um, yeah. and enjoying their food. And uh, so it, it's a great concept. The issue just seems to be timing because Netflix has a lot of bad press right now, right? Yeah, yes, they do. Um, and so... Because they're currently in the press for a lot of things like cracking down on password sharing and, you know, uh, trying to squeeze more money out of subscribers and things like that, the the tweets about the opening of the restaurant have been so funny. Like people tweeting stuff like the Netflix restaurant will have servers who keep asking you if you're still there while you're eating. (laughs) 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 Or like, don't you dare share entrees or appetizers at the Netflix restaurant. They'll arrest you. (laughs) There you go. That's funny. That is funny. That's, that's really, that is pretty good. Um, Yeah. And do they do like when you're done eating, uh, do they give you a time limit on whether or not you can digest or, or move on to your next, like, like it's digestion process, like watching the end credits. Right. Hurry up. Well, hurry up. Hey, some servers would argue that real restaurants should have those too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got That's tables true. to turn. Let's try to turn those tables over. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So um, it hasn't opened yet. So we don't know what the food is like. We don't know what the whole, whole experience is like. But it's, it opens today in LA, and that's the Netflix pop up restaurant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is there any news as to whether, if it's a success in LA, that they're going to spread out and maybe we'll have one here in Chicago? I can only imagine they would as long as they can. You know, maybe they would even release 
a Chicago version with a whole new crop of chefs designing yeah. meals and stuff. I, yeah. I would think that they would take any positive press they can get right now. So True. if it's a True. success, maybe we'll see it in more places. But if you're going to do like a pop-up restaurant thing uh, for a streaming service in Chicago, it, you got to do it on Hulu because that's where the bear is. So <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, isn't that right? I mean, wouldn't it be more appropriate if it's like, yes, you know, uh, we have a Hulu pop-up restaurant because the bear is on it, and all we'll do is come out and scream at you for a half an hour. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd rather just go to Mr. Beef on Orleans, right? <laughs> right, and have an actual real beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Okay, so the Netflix pop-up restaurant, the reviews will be coming in tonight, and we'll read all about it. That's right. And you guys will be covering it on the takeout as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the takeout.com again. Okay, um, I love when you guys uh, make lists of things that are great or bad. <laughs> and, 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 and we are halfway through the year. Officially, we are halfway through the year. And uh, just uh, this past week, I uh, threw up on my socials and talked a little bit about my podcast about my 20 best movies so far this year and my 20 worst movies so far this year. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to compile a list halfway through the year so that at the end of the year, you don't have to go all the way back to January. Just go right, right back to June and take the list from there. And you guys are doing that, uh, yeah. a little bit of that stuff. Definitely. I mean, especially in the world of fast food, I feel like promotions come and go so quickly that, like you said, it's really helpful to just take stock midway through the year and then yeah. compare it at the end of the year. So what you mentioned fast food. Um, I'm looking at this. The nine best and the six worst fast food items of 2023 so far, halfway through the year. So the nine best and the six worst fast food items. Uh, tell me about, uh, about that, about those lists and those items that you can check out at the takeout. Yeah, so um, we ate uh, more great things than bad things this year so far, which is nice to see. Um, A lot of things fall right in the middle, of course, things that are forgettable or whatever. But as far as the best stuff, the promotions in fast food that really wowed us, there's been a nice range of things from a ton of different fast food places. The, the biggest headline story is probably that McDonald's announced earlier this year that it would be improving upon its classic burgers. Mm-hmm. And our review found that they actually did live up to that promise. They did. They <laughs> the, did live up. Yeah. They, li- they lived up to the, to the promise. Okay. Yeah. So the buns are a little toastier and the beef is um, just like cooked slightly differently with the cheese so that the cheese is meltier. Just little things that they should have been doing the whole time. but. Right. They make they end up making a big difference, and so that was probably one of the best we tried this year. Awesome, um, cool. So the yeah. Big Macs are better than ever. Yeah, and uh, speaking of things that should have been happening all along, KFC just released chicken nuggets, and they're great, <laughs> and how, everybody should try how, them. How have they not had? Have they not had chicken nuggets? So they've had popcorn chicken, which you'd okay. think is the same, but it's a little different because that's much more, um, it's smaller and a little more, uh, like, more breading than chicken. And this is much more focused on having, like, the juicy chicken breast inside. Yeah. Um, and having a little bit more of those spices. So okay. just a nice improvement, you know? Okay. So so KFC now has chicken nuggets, actual chicken nuggets, not... Mm-hmm. Okay. And... and- uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we tasted that we loved that's still available to try because some of it has already come and gone. Well, what were some of the ones that came and went? What were some of your favorites that you can't get anymore? Uh, The Taco Bell Crispy Melt Taco, which is really just kind of a normal taco, but they it's a freshly fried shell. So, yeah. So, like, think about what that would do for Uh, a Taco Bell taco. 
Oh, <laughs> man. Already I'm losing it. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So hopefully they bring that back. Taco Bell's good about like listening to the fans. So right. maybe it'll come back. The but. crispy melt taco with a freshly fried shell. That's, oh, God. That's mm-hmm. got, that's got, I, I have all the feels right now. All <laughs> As you should. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah. That all is much better than the worst fast food, which was kind of grim, either because things outright didn't taste good or because they just totally failed on delivering on that promise. You know, okay. they, yeah. they just failures of execution more than anything else. Um, <clears throat> a good example of that is McDonald's released a strawberry shortcake McFlurry. Okay. Um, in, I believe, April or May. Okay. I, I don't know what you think of when you hear strawberry shortcake McFlurry, but they they put essentially like dry strawberry flavored cereal pieces in it. Okay. Which like, wh- why? That, why is this happening? That's not what I think of when I think of strawberry shortcake at all. No. It's, no. you'd think of something maybe soft for one yeah, thing. Yeah, of course, and also, absolutely. Fresh like, strawberries and cream, yeah. Yeah, like a fruit puree in there yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's just they have to build these things with whatever can be kind of dumped into the mixture. So I could see <sighs> strawberry puree getting messy on the line, um, but this was not it, you know? So the strawberry shortcake McFlurry, I mean, it sounds to me like they did. Did they just take like strawberry flavored breakfast cereal and like pour it in? I mean, it, it, it seems like certainly tasted like it. Ugh, Which okay. you know, maybe some people out there like that, but it didn't stick around very long. So I have Not to imagine good. most people didn't. Okay, and and again, yeah. even if you do like it, even if it's like kind of a, a nicely flavored hard strawberry uh, breakfast cereal, it's certainly not a strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. What else is what? What else was bad? <laughs> You know, maybe this is unsurprising to people, but the Starbucks Cinnamon Caramel Cream Nitro Cold Brew, sorry for what? the longest name ever. What? Uh, it just, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, imagine having to say that five times fast. I, uh, uh, yeah, I grew, I grew a beard in the time that you were uh, <laughs> saying the exact, what, what happened there? Cinnamon Caramel Cream, what is it? Nitro, what? Cold, cold brew? Cold brew. Yeah, you got it. A plus. <laughs> you did it. It was a test and you passed. Oh my God. All right. Uh, well, so what yeah. is this besides long? It's bitter. You know, Starbucks cold brew is incredibly bitter at the best of times. So you need to be able to sort of dress it up properly to offset that. But the cream kind of comes out really thin. Uh, and then the cinnamon kind of sits on top of it in like a an unappetizing layer because then you're getting the bitterness of the cinnamon and the bitterness of the coffee. By the way, I'm scrolling. I'm just getting to the, I'm scrolling down. I see the picture. That does not (laughs) at all look, that does not look pleasant to drink at all. Right. Like the, the cinnamon kind of forms like a uh, crust on top or something. It's just, there were ways to do a drink like this that would have worked better, you know, but layering everything in a cold brew drink, I just don't think that anybody was in love with this beverage. Okay, so that's the Starbucks Cinnamon Caramel Cream Nitro Cold Brew, if you've got 10 days. Now, what are they charging for that? $43? What's the... Is oh, that, I'm is it, sure. Is it almost as much as a six-pack of Bush Light at the NASCAR? Honestly, the, the reviewer purchased one in L.A., and I do think it was over $6. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Man. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so I'm so just like I'm not a I'm not a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I I used to drink coffee all the time. I love it. I just don't do caffeine. Um, um, I haven't had caffeine in many many years. Um, but I used to love coffee. But back when I was drinking coffee, not to sound like an old man, but you can get like a cup of black coffee at a diner for like a buck or fifty yeah. cents. It's water. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I prefer when I did drink coffee. I always thought Dunkin' Donuts was better than Starbucks anyway. I was always a Dunkin' Donuts coffee drinker more than... than, than uh, yeah, but. I brewed Dunkin' at home for sure. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is right next to our office, so I go there all the time. And I enjoy it, but it's it's just too strong to commit to every day. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's also much more expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of Dunkin' on this list of bad things, I'm looking at this thing right now. And here, I can actually, I can actually say I've tried this. Oh, so the Dunkin' Breakfast Tacos. Tell, tell everybody about the Dunkin' Breakfast. I have a Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, I forgot to mention that. I have a Dunkin' Donuts about 500 feet away from my apartment. Oh, my gosh. You're living on easy I'm, street. I'm not kidding. I got a Walgreens across the street, a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from there. Uh, yeah, no, I'm set. I'm good. Yeah. So I, got a, I have a Dunkin' Donuts. Literally, I live near Irving and Pulaski. It's at the corner of Irving and Pulaski. Wow. So... You then went and got these tacos. I did. I saw them on the menu, featured on the menu, and I and I tried them. Um, and what were your thoughts? Not very good. I tried them. Well, I'll just tell you this: I tried them once, so that should tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a good idea, but our biggest uh, flaws that we found in it are that they lack structural integrity, so they're kind yep. of hard to eat. Yep. And um, the cr- they have a lime crema in them. And it's a little bit, uh, it just adds kind of a weird overall flavor, maybe too bitter That's to the whole thing. That's exactly right. And in mine, we're not very full. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was a lot more wrap than there was stuff. Yeah. And you'd think that that's so easily solvable, but maybe they're trying to, you know, keep the yeah. price low. And, yeah. But luckily, one of the best things that we've tried is now available at Dunkin'. And it's the chorizo and egg wrap. Much better than the taco. It's now much I've not fuller. had that. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, considering, yeah. I, you know, again, I live two feet away from a Dunkin'. Okay, <laughs> so that's good. I will tell you what I do enjoy in the mornings at Dunkin'. Um, I like the little mini breakfast bagels that are like, you know, they're like little bagel shaped. They're, they're, oh, and they're filled with cream yeah, cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're like little omelets, but they're like shaped like bagels. Yeah, yeah. And they come are... in. They they come in a two pack. You know, those are good. Those are good, man. I like mm-hmm. those. Those are tasty. And then I tried the breakfast taco because I was like, oh, I'll try that instead. And I was like, no, I'm going to go back to the to the scramble bagel thing, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. But they look like little are, bagels. But they're, So they're the egg ones, not the bagel bites. No, right? no, no. The egg. Yeah, the egg. They're like. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, 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 they're circular and they have a hole, you know, a hole in the middle and there's two of them and they look like bagel, but they're little egg bites. They're like scramble. Egg. Oh, they're yeah. Good. They're called omelet bites. That's it. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good, yeah. and they're 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 bigger than the Starbucks equivalent, and they cost less. So <laughs> of course they do, and yeah. and the bagel. I've tried the bagel bites too, and they're not bad. I'm, I mm-hmm. you know I, I like Dunkin' in general. I like the breakfast stuff they offer at Dunkin' in general, but the tacos were not good. Yeah, yeah, but they've improved upon them already, so it's progress. So the wrap, the 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 chorizo wrap is a, is the way to go. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Was there was there anything else that you wanted to mention on this? Uh? Oh boy. Um, no, luckily some of this worst stuff is already behind us. So okay. nobody's going to be plagued by these terrible menu items. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well then let's, let's talk about this. The annual top 500 restaurant report. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this is yes. a, a fascinating thing that you guys uh, obviously are going to talk about. You have to talk about it. Tell me about what's happening with this annual top 500 restaurants and who moved up, who moved down. What's going on in that world? Yeah, it's fascinating every year. Each At the end of June each year, uh, Nation's Restaurant News, which is an industry publication, publishes the top 500 report, and it looks at total system-wide sales for each menu or each uh, restaurant chain in America, mm-hmm. and then charts its year-over-year growth in sales um, or year-over-year decline. So every single year, almost since they started doing the reports over a decade ago, McDonald's is always number one by a lot, right? It's yeah. It does more business than anyone. It, it, it always will. Yeah. Uh, and just behind them, is always Starbucks. We don't think of Starbucks as fast food strictly, but when you think about all the things that people go there for and all the occasions people have to go to Starbucks and how many of those outlets there are across the country, it's always sitting prettily at number two. Yeah. Then Chick-fil-A, number three. Mm, Chick-fil-A is, you know, Chick-fil-A only came to Chicago in 2011. So. I never understood until then just how big it is. And it's only gotten bigger. Yeah. So that um, continues to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's one, I'm, I I will, uh, for reasons that I'm not going to get into, I won't spend my money at Chick-fil-A. Um, but yeah. um, there's one located right next to the Chicago Theater mm-hmm. at State and Lake. Constantly packed. Every time packed. I walk past there, constantly packed. And I find it very appropriate that it's next to the uh, it's next to the torture museum. I find that for some reason. I find that. <laughs> now, is the torture museum open on Sundays? Because Chick Fil A is. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think yeah, they don't care. They're going to torture you on a Sunday. They don't have any uh, any problems with that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chick Fil A. No, Chick Fil A is huge. I mean, it took a long time for him to get here. 2011 was a long like when it came here. I remember it was a big deal. And I yeah. went to the one the first one that opened, which was on Chicago. Yeah, uh, in state. Yeah, that's the first. And I went to that and heard all this great stuff. And this was before I knew what their policies and their beliefs were. Uh, and I went in and I got the chicken sandwich and I was completely underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, people say people who like Chick-fil-A love Chick-fil-A. I know no they one, do. No yeah. one's like uh, lukewarm on Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't go there, but I, I also don't feel like that is missing in my fast food life. You oh, know? no. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't go there, for, um, you know, for other reasons, but yeah. I don't I'm not I don't think I'm missing out on it. I've tried the infamous Chick-fil-A sandwich and I don't think it's very good. I can name 10 fast food chicken sandwiches that are better. Right. And even I the mean, lemonade, like other places serve the stuff that yeah, Chick-fil-A serves. Absolutely. And you would be better you would be better suited to go to those places than to Chick-fil-A, yeah, but right. very popular. And I'm not surprised at all that they are so high up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and what are the what are as far as pizza goes? Who's the 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 like in in the pizza world? Yeah, so you'd think like pizza being so quintessential to American life would be all over the top ten rankings, but Domino's is the only one in the top ten, and it's number ten. So wow. you know it does a huge business, but Domino's is ten, uh, Pizza Hut is thirteenth, followed then by. Little Caesars and Papa John's. Those are like the big yeah. four pizza chains we talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because there's just fewer occasions upon which to pop into a Domino's or a Pizza true. Hut. True, true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And now you don't even, I mean, now they've got all these weird things. And that's not weird, but you can order on an app. You don't have to get out of your car. You don't have to walk into the place and they'll just bring it out to you. Right. And uh, now, you know, with... Uh, I think Pizza Hut's doing this thing called melts, which are kind of a handheld and 
uh, Papa John's introduced the Papadia, which is yep, a handheld. So they're like trying to make it a place you can just pop in for a snack, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, I think it's working it, on it, some level, but it is, but that's a hard, I mean, seriously, nobody, nobody, re- I mean, you're really going to have to jump over big hurdles that have been in place for years because when I think yeah. pizza, I don't think I'm going to pop in and have a snack. I think no, and it's not it, by the slice or anything. No, I mean I get I I mean there's a there's a place in Chicago by the Music Box Theater called the Agostinos that I went to when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and and they have a little walk-in area where they have pizzas in the window and you can get a slice to go, but that's not the case when you go to like a Domino's and when you go to a Pizza Hut or anything like that. That's just not how right. it works because so. their business just never was built to handle that kind of ordering yeah, system. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Now what what rounds out what are some of the other ones that are that are very popular? Uh besides, you know, like pizza is not as high as you would think, but what are some of the other ones? Yeah. Uh number four is my precious Taco Bell. Uh yeah. <laughs> and then Wendy's, then Duncan, then Burger King, Subway, Chipotle, and Domino's. Now Subway is sitting at number eight. It used to be like number two or three and it's just kind of fallen in you know the past decade for reasons i'm sure we are we could all guess absolutely (laughs) yeah 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 the wildest part of that is how well they have managed to hold their place in eighth place and and sort of they're in the process of rebounding from it i actually wouldn't be surprised if they climbed in the rankings next year because Mm -hmm. they've been seeing such good sales on their new sandwiches Mm, okay all right. Well, those are the big ones out there. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's also, there's, there's a subway not very far from my, <laughs> from my apartment <laughs> either, but it's, you know, the pot bellies is before the subway. So I'm clearly going to choose that. Oh yeah. Subway. I mean, that goes without saying. There's also a Jersey Mike's uh, wow. not very far. Yeah. I'm telling you, I live in food village. I mean, they may as well. <laughs> are there even, is there room for any other type of store? <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. I mean, there's some convenience stores. There's a, there are two Dunkin' Donuts within like, walking distance of my apartment um it's crazy it's crazy but like of the of the of the all of them i mean obviously smoke is the one well, it's the most expensive so i don't go there as much but it's but, so uh, good but smoke is right around the corner and you can't not have brisket oh That's yeah just, i mean god amazing so, so all right well what are you working on what, what else are you guys working on now at the takeout that we can uh, well i mean obviously the next time we talk that stuff will be passe but <laughs> what can people be looking forward to in the next few days or weeks to come at the takeout Well, something useful for people potentially is that we've got some 4th of July uh, deals that we've rounded up. So, you know, places to get discount food this weekend if you're celebrating. Awesome. And yeah, um, summer grilling, uh, tips for not giving your cookout guests food poisoning, you know, all the (laughs) useful stuff for the summer parties. There Uh, you go. Oh, yeah. You don't want to get your guests sick and they will help you out. All right. So, you know, barbecuing stuff, 4th of July deals, all of that stuff is available in the very awesome, informative and entertaining uh, website, The Takeout. So check out out, thetakeout.com. Marnie, always a pleasure. Um, Have a fantastic uh, holiday uh, weekend and I will talk to you uh, in August. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Marnie, you're the best. Talk to you soon. See ya. All right. There you go. That's Marnie Schur, everybody, with The Takeout. Check out thetakeout.com. And uh, now let's jump over and talk to Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Some asthma, 
That theme means it's time to talk with uh, Esmeralda Leon, who we hear uh, every uh, episode here on uh, the Nick T Podcast on Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And let's say hello to Esmeralda. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm all right. Pretty good. Uh, and we are uh, we are at the the crazy NASCAR weekend. Ugh, it's, it's yeah. This it's this weekend. Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but you, you know what? You can get a, um, a, a, a bush light for uh, ten fifty. Um, I saw no. ten fifty. <laughs> but oh, but, but wait a minute, Esmeralda. You I get, refuse. No, thank you. You can get a six pack, <laughs> by the way, for sixty three dollars. Oh no, no thanks. Sixty three dollars for a six <laughs> pack. And by Lord. the way, I don't know if you, if uh, if anybody's good at math, but that's not a discount. It's the same price. So if you, it's not like, you right. know, normally you would buy a bunch and get a discount. If you figure out the math, if you buy a Bush Light, by the way, a fucking Bush Light, which is one of the worst beers on the planet, uh, which is as close to water as you can get. Um, so it's ten fifty for a Bush Light. And I think it's a can. So mm-hmm. we're talking 12 ounces of near water for ten fifty. Okay. And you think, okay, well, by six, I'll get a deal. But if you do the math, $63 for a six-pack of Bush Light is ten fifty a can. So you're not even, get- <laughs> you're not even getting a discount. <laughs> oh, that's good. Great. Now, I realize mm. that it, you know, when you go to, to ball games, when you go to concerts now, I mean, booze is the expensive. I mean, it's ridiculous how much you have to pay for a beer or a drink. Yes, um, but at least... Make it something better than Bush Light. Right. It's 60. <laughs> I mean, I saw the sign. It's a real sign. And I actually posted on my social media saying they're charging $63 for a six pack of Bush. Can you imagine paying? How desperate do you have to be for a beer or a six pack if you're going to yeah. pay $63 for a six pack of Bush Light? Well, because how long are they there? It depends you know, on the like- race. And, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, Esmeralda, but they're predicting rain on Saturday, which means there could be a rain delay, and they finish the race whenever. So the, 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 the I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. And there's they probably no reentry unless you're VIP. They're, 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 <laughs> honest to God, Esmeralda, they're predicting rain, which means they stop the race, which means if they, and I'm not, I'm, this, I'm not making this up. It's, I've read and heard things like when there are rain delays or weather-related issues during a NASCAR race, they will stop it and restart it. And there have been times when races have ended at 1, 2 in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think the people who live in the high-rises around there are going to be happy about that one. No. I mean, maybe they're getting used to it because teens take over the downtown area every other weekend now and jump on cars and go nuts. So that <laughs> that seems to be a thing now, so maybe they're getting used to it. But no, but seriously, NASCAR, I guess the rules are that you have to finish the race. Once it starts, it has to be finished, even if it's delayed by weather. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting rule to put in. It's like, nope, nope, we got to do, we got to finish. I guess because of the road conditions, you have to, once you start it, it's got to end. I don't know. I don't know. 
All I know is that they're charging $63 for a six-pack of Bush Light. Not even Bush, Esmeralda. Bush Light. Ugh. Yikes. $63. Good luck. Good luck to all the fans out there. And, I, you know, listen, I'm not the best at math, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to, you know, enforce a stereotype, but I'm thinking NASCAR people aren't real good at math. That would just be my, that would be my guess. So I think that they put that up there in an effort to fool people and to think they were getting a deal. Oh yeah, well, for well, sure. Ten fifty for a for a for a for for a, 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 a bush light. Might as well go with the six pack sixty three. But you're paying ten fifty. You're not even getting a deal when you're buying. I mean, isn't that part of Esmeralda? Isn't that part of the deal? Like, if you go, okay, if you buy one, it's this price. But if you buy five, we'll give you give it to you at a cheaper. Isn't that normally what you do? Um, I mean, usually, but. You know, I feel like nowadays they don't even do that. They're, it's it's the actual price, and you just right. when once you figure it out, you go, oh, right, you're not you, you're not giving me a sale here. Right, okay. if you're standing you're standing in line, you're like, God, ten fifty, that's a lot for a bush light. Maybe I'll go with the six pack price, sixty three bucks. Okay, and then you do the math in your head, and you're like, wait a minute, that's ten fifty a can. That's not even a, they're not even giving me. A, <laughs> uh, Anyway, so you know, if you wanna if you wanna spend sixty three dollars on a six pack of Bush Light, I can tell you where to go, Esmeralda. You can go right downtown uh, to the NASCAR event. Right. Well, and, there is the entrance fee, which is I think minimum three hundred dollars. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> on top of that, you know, why not? I can't, I can't even. What's sixty three dollars? Yeah, sixty three dollars <laughs> for a six pack of Bush Light. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I mean, the whole event just to me. I mean, that kind of sums it all up for me. You know, like all the shit that people are going to have to go through. If people have to work on the weekends downtown, God forbid. Mm -hmm. I mean, or you live downtown in one of the high rises, God forbid. It's going to be a nightmare. And and on top of that, you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll go over and watch the cars run by. All right, cool. I'll pay $63 for a six-pack of Bush Life. Uh. Yikes. You, do you remember, have you ever paid way too much money for booze? I mean, you've gone to, well, you went to a concert. You just went I to mean, a concert yeah. we were going to talk about. Well, yeah, and also um, I was in Vegas. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. drinks, their cocktails. If you get a nice cocktail, it's like $20 minimum. <laughs> minimum. If there was anything, and I would look for happy hours and stuff so we wouldn't have yeah. to pay for that. So um, when I would find a happy hour, it was... It was like, oh, it's just regular price so <laughs> for 14, us, for what we were bucks. used to. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And so the happy, you had to find the happy hour. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I, and, and but that's because you're not a gambler. Like you got to sit at a table to get free drinks. You know what I mean? You got to right. Spend a... And I'm not, I'm not looking to to get just like a rum and coke. Like I want a cocktail. I want a right. nice drink. Right. Um. And usually around here, they're probably. I mean, they've been getting up to eighteen. But that's like at well, every, every certain places and like, but you can still find a fairly decently priced cocktail around Chicago. Yeah. So it was just a bit of a shell shock when I saw oh, no. <laughs> that most I, are like $20. $20 bucks for, for a cocktail um, in Vegas. And, and, you know, like a lot of people are saying, like, you know, like ten fifty for a beer at a sporting event is actually not bad. I mean, if you, I mean, like if you go to a Cub game now, you're going to pay, I think it's like 15 bucks for a beer. I think you're like yeah. 13, I think thirteen fifty or thirteen something is the is the, is the, I haven't I haven't been to a Cub game you know in a long time and I also haven't had booze at a uh, in a very very long time. Um, I remember when it got up to eight bucks and people were like, "God 
damn, you know, and that, and, and in my, and still in my opinion, eight bucks is a lot of money for a beer. That's a lot. Yeah. My dad feels the same way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I know, look, I know we're, you know, the economy is is kind of crazy right now and inflation is huge. But, you know, uh, I always found a way when I was drinking, I always found a way to drink as cheaply as as possible. So I don't know. But man, $63 for a six pack of Bush Light. And on top of that, it's to me, the, 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 you know, the, the joke is, the punchline is that it's Bush light. It's not even Bush. Yeah, it's... Mm. <laughs> I hope there's other options. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, wait, you know what? There is another one. Hold on, I got the sign here. Let me let me really uh, look at this first for another second here. I got it here somewhere. Okay, it's Bush light and... Oh, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> so those are your two choices. <laughs> You've got Michelob Ultra and Bush light for ten fifty a bottle or... $63 for a six-pack, and they're 12-ounce bottles, if I'm not mistaken, or 12-ounce cans. No, thanks. Or you can get Dasami <laughs> water. Water is only three ninety-five. That's cheap. Oh, my God. That's so much money for a bottle of water when you're stuck in yeah. a place and you can't. You're essentially not allowed to leave unless yeah. you want to essentially give up the price that you paid for. It's true. But three ninety-five is not bad for those kind of events because I've gone to places where like water is like 7 bucks a bottle. Like if you go, I think at Lollapalooza it's like eight bucks a bottle if you want to get a, a bottle. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's what. So three ninety five, as expensive as that is, and out, as outrageous as it is to pay four dollars for a bottle of something you can get out of a tap, um, is absurd. But it's cheaper. It's like half price at, than more than other places. But they're still charging sixty three dollars for a six pack of <laughs> Michelob Ultra. That's I'm sorry. There's your other option, Esmeralda. You can't. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that's it i'm looking at and, and this it's a tent and those are all they serve they just have michelob ultra and bush light 63 for a six pack plus you can get four dollar uh water that's what they, that's all they sell at this one booth at this one tent that's it no food nothing that's, that's it. <laughs> so oh man anyway so i don't know if maybe hopefully they'll have like water sites or something because i do look on the website and they are allowing hydration packs but they have to be empty um as well as reusable plastic water bottles and hydration packs so i don't know if like you can refill somewhere or Um, you have to pay to refill it with four dollar bottles of water is that i would i would hope not just because i've seen like in a lot of places they will have a station like a where you fountain can get or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, just the only caveat is, yeah, you need some kind of container. Right. Um, you can't just drink out of it like a fountain. Yeah. So hopefully they have that because three ninety five. That's yeah, four, <laughs> four bucks for a bottle of water, and we're talking. You know, if there's a rain delay and the, and there's rain in the forecast for Saturday, if there's a rain delay, you might be there till two a.m. <laughs> yeah, and if it's hot out, oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and a six pack. By the way, a six pack of um, Michelob Ultra. Back in my day, I could polish a six pack of Michelob Ultra off in, f- in fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's not gonna that's not gonna you know. I mean, I will say they're probably like the the tall boys, but still, that's not it's that's absurd. Still not a good deal. <laughs> it's sixty three dollars for a six pack of Bush Light. Bush Light is the beer that you would buy for two bucks a six pack when you were like, oh, I don't have any money. Let's buy the shit beer. You know, we want to get drunk. Let's buy Bush. 
It's cheap. We used to buy Bush, um, and it was a running gag. I did this, directed this show called White Trash Wedding at a Funeral. We would drink real beer on stage, and we would always buy Bush because it was cheap. You could get like a you can get like a twelve pack for two fifty, and so we would drink it during the show. And then we made a joke out of it because like they were rednecks at this wedding. Mm-hmm. And, and they would come up to me. I played the bartender, uh, the bartender and the priest, by the way, the slash priest. So, <laughs> uh, and so people would come up and, and order, and, and they would they wouldn't order Bush. They would say, "I like the beer that's named after the vagina," and then oh. I, would give, I would give them a Bush. So maybe that's what they're going to do it because it's a NASCAR event. A lot of the same people are going to be like, that maybe they're going to give me a six pack of that vagina beer for sixty for sixty three dollars. <laughs> So $63. So now, now speaking of overpriced uh, drinks and things like that, you ventured out to, what's it called now? Huntington Village Bank now? Uh, yeah, no. Cl- Huntington Bank. Pavilion. Something. Yeah, it's not really. It's like at Northerly Island now. Right. It's not. Because I think before it was called. It was, Northerly I think it was just Island. called Northerly Island, but now everything has to be sponsored by some corporation. But yeah, so, it's, it's Huntington Bank Pavilion at Northerly Island. <laughs> uh, I will be there next weekend, Esmeralda. Oh, okay. Uh, for Dave. Dave Matthews is playing, so I'm going. Um, I hate that venue, but I'm going. Um, now, Yeah, you, this is actually the second time I've been there. <laughs> this summer? I've... Uh, at all <laughs> at all okay because i I've just been there. don't see shows there <laughs> i saw i've seen uh, three when well, i saw dave there three times i mean the only time that i've ever voluntarily gone there was to see dave and then i'm trying to remember i saw another concert there but i went with someone and it was a free ticket mm-hmm. and i can't remember what it was but the only time i voluntarily I, paid to go there was to see dave and i'm going there again next weekend yeah so. i've only yeah this was i believe my second time the first time i i went with the loop yeah, when I man. Was interning. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, for promotion, yeah, so. Man. Oh yeah, 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 man. All right, so you went to you went to you were interning at promotions. What was the show? Yeah, so this is early two thousands. Um, okay. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Okay. It was. You I were just some, like you were just. I like think handed, it was like a loop group sponsored type of. So you like, were like a bunch handing out handing out merch and t shirts and shit like that. So yeah, were, like yeah, I was okay. working. Yeah, and stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, I haven't been since. All just because right. I don't see bands there, right? Like a lot and, of the bands that play there, I just don't. Yeah, go see. Well, I'm going there. Uh, I'm going there again this week, next weekend on July seventh and eighth is when Dave is playing, and I hate the place. I can't stand it. I, I, uh, uh, it's a pain in the ass to get to. Um, and the sound is terrible. Uh, and you can't see the lake. There's like it's there, but you would like never know that yeah. the lake is there. You know? Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> there's not even that. It doesn't even have a nice view, you know? <laughs> I don't even understand how they didn't I mean, well, okay, you could get that view if you were in the VIP stands. Oh, I see. Okay. Because that is raised. So you okay. could look behind you and see the lake. <laughs> but okay. yeah, that's you would think that would be just part of the whole of course architecture of the why, place. why wouldn't you i mean you can see it is can, not i think the only thing you, you can see that's cool from there is what you can turn around you can see lakeshore drive i think um and um, and, and, and the well, planetarium right depends. can't you see the planetarium from from there no i mean no it depends where you are because oh, okay. right. what i didn't realize was certain sections of seating are just um, folded chairs on like yep. parking lot concrete. <laughs> yep. And there are some, there are a couple of like stands that go up a little bit, but yeah. Um, 
the what is considered, I guess, good seats, close seats, those are just folded up chairs yep. in the park in a parking lot. It's exactly what it is. You're on cement. You are on yeah. cement and, and and it's folding it's shitty, uncomfortable folding chairs on cement. And Dave has a pit which takes up the whole front section. So and so mm-hmm. you're standing on cement. Like if you're in the pit at a Dave show, you're standing on cement, like parking lot, like you said, parking lot cement that has cracks and shit in it. And that's that's where you're standing. It's like they literally like, yeah, let's just put the you know, put some folding chairs on a, on, a, on a bunch of cracked cement and that'll be our venue. <laughs> now, where were you now? Well, first of all, we should we should find out who you saw. Um, I wanted to go see uh, Knowles High Flying Birds garbage. No, ga- no, no Gallagher's fly. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Right. Garbage and metric. OK. And um, so it was garbage second. Uh, yes. Okay, so metric was the opener, and then garbage was featured. Yeah, metric and then... opened, and then Knowles was the headliner. The headliner, right? Okay. Well, all right. Well, first of all, was was the last concert you went to gar- garbage and tears for fears last year? Was that the last one? That you... Um, no, 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 no. I uh, recently went to go see the Eels at the Metro. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, tell me about. No. So first of all. You guys were able to bring stuff. Can you bring things into Northerly Island? Like, am I going to be able to bring yeah, it? If I want to bring so, in water, what's what's the deal? So you can bring in up to a gallon of factory sealed water in plastic um, bottles. Um, you can bring in a gallon sized like Ziploc bag of snacks, <laughs> okay. of food. All right. So w- being the old people that we are, and we didn't want to pay for shitty concession stand. Of course, food. of course. We brought snacks well, that, and water. That, what well, cracked me up is we brought club soda and the woman who was checking us, the security, she goes, oh, you can't, You this is not allowed. And we're like, it's water. And she's like, it is? She's young. She's super yeah. young. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we go, yeah, it's water. It just got, it has gas in it. <laughs> it is water though. So the the people working there are young enough to not know what club soda is. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, it is," and I'm like, oh "Yeah, it's God. water." <laughs> oh my! It's God. water. It's got some gas in it. Oh my God! Uh, so I don't know if maybe that the gas bit because yeah. you know it would be. So it, it, does know, the it rule say explode? But non-carbonated drinks can be brought in. Is that is that no? The, I don't think it does. Doesn't I even say it that. says water. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people are like, yeah, let's bring in that club soda. <laughs> right, right. It's not, yeah, it's true. So you brought in some snacks. You brought in some club soda. Now, were you guys on the the lawn or where? No, and I don't even know where I don't the think lawn they have, it's would not, be. It's not really a lawn. It's in the back and you stand. Right. And it says that, like, if they do have the lawn, they will have then lawn tickets and you can, you can get a, a blanket and all this stuff. But it's, you know, it's, I guess per show depending on how they want to set it up or whatever right so i don't think that this one had the lawn we sat in the 200 section which was like to the left a little bit back it was it was a fairly um fine uh seat yeah (laughs) like the view was okay i mean they have those big old tv screens right so you know it's it's not that big of a pressing issue to see people or to see the band right so all right well let me tell you let me ask you how did you get there did you take public trans 
Yeah, we uh, we just um, for me it would be the brown line, and then um, we did Uber the last leg of it. So we got off at the library, and then we just Ubered, or well, we took a cab just because it was the bus um, was going to take a longer than we expected. So mm. we just took the the cab just to make it easier on us. I'm trying to remember the last time I took public trans to like museum I, I think i took it to museum campus yeah you would take the 146 walked. and then i walked yeah from there yeah so they, I, it drops you off like if you drop off it'll drop you off right at the planetarium i believe yeah. and yeah. then that's it's you're right there it's right around the corner yeah so that's that's what i'm gonna do when i go to dave i'm just gonna take the i'm gonna take the um ct i'm gonna take the train to roosevelt get off at roosevelt and just walk over um which i think is what i did the last time i went there all right so you got you you you, you did the public trans and all that stuff you got in with your food and everything well, well how was the show were you, were you did you get to see were you there on time to see all three bands um we only got to see the last few songs of metric but we got mm-hmm. to see all of garbage and all of uh uh Noel's high flying birds so um, all right. I mean, the important thing is garbage how were they yeah they were great um unfortunately um, I thought, I mean, I, it was long enough, but they had to cut it short because of the air quality. And Shirley has apparently COPD and asthma. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, how in the hell were you out here already? But yeah, that's that was the big harrowing part of it all. Like, yeah. you would look out on the skyline and it was just yeah. hazy and smoky. And when was this? Um, when did you go? Uh, we went on Tuesday. Oh, God. That was like the first night of the... Of the of- yeah. Yeah, wow. It's like the one time we go to like a big venue or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, smoke. <laughs> that <laughs> sucks. That sucks. And it, you know, uh, they they uh, it, it was it got so bad that they actually you know the the music box theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their outdoor patio screenings that they do uh, behind the lounge area, and they canceled. They had uh, uh, what is it? Best in Show, the Christopher Guest movie, mm-hmm. and they canceled because of the air quality. Yeah. So yeah, it's they um actually garbage. They were playing after us, Wisconsin, and they had to cancel that yeah show because of the air quality. Crazy. Well, how was Noel? Was he sober? I think he's sober now. I think Noel is sober now. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There he was good. I wasn't um so I wasn't too familiar with Noel's high flying birds. I just like I just went to go see it because one garbage and then two I was like well this is as close to oasis as I'm getting right uh-uh. <laughs> well, that's never gonna happen again that's gonna be your last so that's, I went to yeah. go see them and they were good it was good it yeah. was um it was a bit of a departure from oasis which was nice to see mm-hmm. I mean he essentially to me he's the brains behind oasis so essentially <laughs> it was pretty good yeah well yeah I'm sure Liam would have something to say about that <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> um I was I've seen oasis a, a few times they're phenomenal did he do he didn't do any oasis songs i would imagine no he did a couple but oh, he did um, oh okay yeah he did um the master plan and then he did what's the story morning glory mm-hmm. so he does a couple but yeah yeah okay nothing crazy uh so overall was it i mean was it fun i mean you had you, your seats were okay uh tell me about getting in and out what was it was it a pain in the ass or anything was it fine? no it was fine okay it wasn't it wasn't a very busy show i mean it was full but it wasn't like crazy like people right. aren't going insane Okay. So yeah, it was a good. I mean, I got in fairly quickly. <laughs> okay, got in both fairly ways. quickly, except for like a little confusion about uh, uh, uh about water, a little confusion. Oh yeah, <laughs> about carbonated water. That was a little. That was the only, the only issue. 
It was confusion about carbonated water. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right well, I'm sorry it got cut short because uh, of the air. Yeah, um, and I mean, she really didn't. I mean, there was they did a, a pretty good set already. So when she was like, we have to cut it short, I was like, how much longer are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were, I know that, uh, you know, when we went to see them at, uh, last year at uh, Tinley Village, uh, they, uh, they, they were fantastic. When they opened for Tears yeah. of Fears, they were fucking great. And she was in great form. She sounded fantastic. So that's cool. I'm sorry about the air quality. That sucks. I'll be going to Tinley Village. Tinley, what, I don't even know what it's called now. What, do we know what it's called now? Um, First Hollywood Casino. Is it still Hollywood? No, it just changed. For, no, they just changed. It just changed again, First right? U.S. something. Yeah. Bank, Bank. Village. Hut. Yeah. I'm going there uh, to see Foreigner and Loverboy next week. Oh, boy. Right. In a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Foreigner and Loverboy. Yeah. 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 Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I oh. love Nick's show. Carrie's got a Loverboy t-shirt on. Hi, Carrie. Hi, I'm Carrie oh, Russell, my. and I love Nick's show. Oh, there you go. Is it vintage? It's vintage. Yeah, she took it from my. She took <laughs> so it from she my. She had that. Yeah. She snuck. She snuck into my apartment. Took it from my closet because I got one from the. 19, oh wow. Got one from the 1982 tour. Hi, right. I'm Carrie Russell, yeah. and I love Nick's show. Yeah, so I'm going back. By out the way, to the... Credit Union One Amphitheater. Well, there you go. I'll be heading to Credit <laughs> Union One Amphitheater uh, to see Foreigner and Loverboy in a couple of weeks. <laughs> in a couple of weeks, 22nd of July, I believe, is the concert. So I'm seeing Dave at Northern Island next weekend, and then. Uh, and then and then I'm going to Duran Duran, but that's at the that's at the UC. Yeah. So which I'm unbelievably excited about because I missed the last time they were here and they and, and Chic is still opening. That's gonna be the oh, best. Oh nice. But that's gonna be the best show ever. I'm gonna jump off the balcony. I'm gonna be so thrilled. <laughs> so but uh yeah. You ever seen Duran Duran, Ezra? I have not. Oh god, they're so good. They're so so good. Anyway, and Chic opening? Good. That's yeah, it should be a good show. It should be a great show. Uh, did they have any, like, previews of upcoming? Did they have, like, sign? What? Okay, first of all, did you take a look at how much food and stuff was? Or uh, at, uh, I at- didn't see the food. Um, we bought, I don't know how much the beer was. I got a um, some Smirnoff Ice pink lemonade thing, um, which was, like, essentially 20 bucks. But it was, like, a big old yeah. tall boy of it. So. Right. It it's was, not. It's not the worst price, I guess, because it it is booze, booze. Right, right. Um, <laughs> it's not just it's, beer. It's not Bush Light. It's, yeah. it's actual booze. But, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. They they did have like drinks. If you if you got like um, they had a bar. Like you could you could ask for a like a drink, like a cocktail, <laughs> and they could make it for you. They had. Available. Full... It wasn't just like canned stuff or like yeah. pre-mixed whatevers, which I thought was interesting. Oh, um, I can't. I can't even imagine what it would be. I mean, you know. I mean, could you imagine where? I mean, you, you, you and I. You both could bar- technically you... get a shot if you wanted. Yeah. Did they? Which have I thought was interesting. Have, I wonder if they have. Uh, I don't know. I don't um, know. So, could you imagine though, Esmeralda, bartending at an event like that? I don't I think many people like ask for drinks. I don't think they know. Cause I went up and I was like, "Really? You can make drinks?" So it, yeah. So it was a full so bar that they more... have. Like, did they have? Yeah. Did they have? Did they have shelf and and well? I mean, was it that kind of bar? Where you, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure. I okay. didn't really. 
look right. into it. All right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't even, you know, because normally you would think you go to a concert, you walk up to a hut, and you go, give me whatever mm-hmm. you got here, and I'll pay 20 bucks for it. You know what right, I mean? Right. And they just kind of give you that pre mixed whatever yeah, the hell. Exactly. And yeah. This is, so that's kind of nice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, for those going, I'm, I don't drink uh, booze anymore, but uh, I will be, I'll be on the lookout for that when I go see Dave at uh, Huntington uh, Pavilion Village next, uh, next, <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it because I can't stand that venue, man. I just can't. And uh, um, so I don't know. But, you know, I think it's really ironic that like the air quality is going to get better uh, by this weekend. And then uh, downtown, mm-hmm. the air quality is going to suck because of all the exhaust fumes from the cars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like cool. We just were getting over it, and now you're gonna okay. Great. That's all right. I'll bide my time by buying a sixty-three dollars six pack of Bush Light. Yeah, that'll cleanse your lungs. <laughs> I'll feel so much better about the event after I drink a ten dollar and fifty cent can of of uh, Bush Light. I can't even imagine that. Can't even imagine. I did have a request from um, Anthony. Hmm. Uh, for a magic megaphone, but we're 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 gonna have to put him in line because we have Got a bunch it. bunch backed up. But it, it it does have to do with uh, the NASCAR thing. Um, but so it would be timely if I did it today. But I'm not gonna do it because there are other people who have been waiting for their magic megaphones. Mm-hmm. But I will read a little bit from his uh, email. This is um, Anthony, who by the way closes says Happy Fourth, and his closing instead of like saying sincerely or yours truly. He signs, Esma is awesome, Anthony. Oh, wow. So he likes you. <laughs> um, so he says, hey, uh, Nick, buddy, how's it going? Uh, so I guess uh, I bought tickets to the race on Sunday. I'm really excited because it's on my bucket list to go to a NASCAR race. I hate Days of Thunder, and I'm sick and tired of idiots quoting that movie. Uh, uh, the worst uh, is rubbing. The worst is rubbing is racing. I don't know what that means. I want to punch people when they say that. Uh, I'm sure that since Chicago isn't big into the NASCAR scene, a lot of people are going to the weekend that only know Ras- NASCAR from that crap movie. By the way, that's the uh, the movie with uh, uh, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. D- Days of Thunder. Where Do you remember what his character's name is in that movie, Oswald? No. <laughs> his name is Cole Trickle. Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, but sure. that's not uh, – okay, and I don't know. You Maybe you can uh, do the googly on this because his name, Cole Trickle – his, that's his name in mm-hmm. Days of Thunder. But there is a famous racer whose name is very similar to that. Uh, very similar to Cole Trickle. So he's kind of based on a guy who is similarly named Cole Trickle. His name might be like Bull Bickle or some shit like that. But it's like he, the character that Tom Cruise plays in Days of Thunder is called Cole Trickle. But it's very similar to a real guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know who it is. But anyway... Uh, Anthony says he hates that Days of Thunder is what most people know NASCAR for. <laughs> I so, guess. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I'm not a car guy, and I think that movie sucks, and I've only seen it once, so I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, much. I don't. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I honestly, I, I really don't think of when I think NASCAR, I don't think Days of Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, that's not my first thought. No. No. I mean, I grew up, I'm from Joliet, right, and we course. have a racetrack, and yeah. so... Did you go to a lot of that stuff when you were a kid? No. 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 Mm-mm. Neighbors and stuff? Friends? No. I don't know those people. 
Okay. Uh, but Joliet's got a big race. I try to avoid it. <laughs> a, fa- a famous track is in Joliet. A famous track um, is there. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, and that's why I left. <laughs> I yeah. You no were thanks. being pursued. Were you being pursued by Coal Trickle? Yeah. Uh, is no, that what thank happened? you. No Coal Trickle. You didn't want to have uh, anything to do with Coal Trickle. All right. And then Anthony goes on to say, "So I went to see No Hard Feelings." Um, Azrael, are you familiar with No Hard Feelings? This is no the uh, the, the sort of hard R rated kind of sex comedy with Jennifer Lawrence playing. Uh, the 32-year-old oh, right. woman who yes. was hired by Matthew Broderick to fuck his his, his 19-year-old mm-hmm. son, um, which is a very good movie, by the way. <laughs> Despite that description, it's actually really good, and she's wonderful yeah, in it. Yeah. Uh, and so Anthony says, I went to go see No Hard Feelings. I went because of your review of it you had on your show this past uh, Friday on the podcast. First of all, it's a great movie. I love it, and I will be seeing it again. But in your review of the movie, you guys talked about a specific scene on the beach where there really isn't much nudity and it's tastefully done. Okay, first of all, we didn't say that. Uh, Then he goes on to say, dude, I don't know if you saw a screener that was different than what was released in theaters, but what I saw in the theater, Jennifer Lawrence is in her full frontal birthday suit glory. It doesn't bother me, but I'm sure it will piss others off. Okay, Anthony, I don't know if you were listening with your ears, um, but when when we were uh, talking about that movie and that scene specifically, we talked... Uh, specifically about the fact that she is full frontal. I, we, we did not say that you couldn't see her, blah, blah, blah. But I did say, now this is the thing, and Esmeralda, this is, this is interesting. I'd like to get your take on this, because I don't know if you've seen the commercials for this movie, the way they're advertising it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're like, ooh, it's Jennifer Lawrence, it's R-rated, you're going to see, you know, it's Jennifer Lawrence. And yeah, she's it's gonna- like um, kind of a, like I'm thinking, um, it's not Cohen Brothers. Who are those? The uh, Fairly about Mary. Fairly. Yes. yes, Fairly Brothers. It's like yes. that. That's exactly it really what gives me that idea. You are absolute. That's exactly what it is. But when Fairly Brothers were making funny movies like Kingpin, you know what I mean? Like right. Yeah, but they were those like real like kind of yep. gross out like very extreme stuff. But it was yes. it was good. Yeah, it, it was yeah. funny. And and that's what this is. Although it's not as extreme and gross as a Fairly Brothers movie, but it's in that same territory. So, mm. but. But when everybody is like, ooh, Jennifer, and all the horn dogs, us guys, are like, ooh, Jennifer Lawrence, naked, cool, because she's hot. So, uh, but everybody, the way they're advertising it is like, oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. You could see her, like, seduce, like, a 19-year-old, and, you know, it's going to be all sexy, and she'll be naked. It'll be a comedy, but blah, blah, blah. So what we said in the movie, and this is what happens in the movie, is that every sex scene that's in the movie or any attempted sex scene in the film. Mm Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is not naked in any of those scenes. Like, anytime she's trying to seduce him, there's a scene that takes place in a bed. She's under the cover. She's fully clothed. The only time she's full-on naked in the movie is during a hilarious scene where she comes out of the, out of the water onto the beach and beats the shit out of people who stole her clothes. Yeah. So there's nothing sexy about it, and that's what we said about it. We said <laughs> that there's nothing sexy. Like, people are going to go, like, people are going to be disappointed, like the horn dogs who go see this movie are going to be disappointed when the only time she's naked and she's fully naked, but is when she's like suplexing guys and kicking them around and punching them in the face. It's not sexy at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to be a problem for people who <laughs> well, are going for that. <laughs> it's true. But like, it's not, it's like her, like coming out and like, give me my goddamn clothes back and punching people in the face. So there's not like any like sexy stuff. Like she, like at one point she does like, um, uh, like a, like a, like a lap dance for the kid. Mm-hmm. in the movie but she's clothed she's got shorts and a shirt on so she does like a little yeah. sexy little grindy little you know lap dance 
And people are like, oh, she's going to take her clothes off and that it'll be sexy. No, the only time she has her clothes off is when she's soaking wet coming out of the beach, beating the hell out of people who stole their clothes. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think what you fail to realize is that um, people who are like, oh, naked yeah. are just going to be into that. Like they yeah. don't care how it's presented. Yeah. Oh uh, well, <laughs> they're I, just oh naked. Yeah. Well, uh, but I thought it was clever on the part of the filmmaker to be like, we're gonna we're gonna really misrepresent this. You know what I mean? Like you're oh, gonna yeah. get in here, yeah. you're gonna think it's all gonna be Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence doing some sexy stuff all naked. When in fact, there's nothing sexy about the scene. She wants her fucking clothes back, <laughs> and she's beating the hell out of the people who took the clothes. Yeah. And so we, in terms of tastefully. That's what we were talking about. But I never once said she wasn't naked. She's full on naked in that scene. And that's one of the reasons why the scene is so hilarious is because it's Jennifer Lawrence completely naked, beating the shit out of guys and taking her clothes back. It's hilarious. Nice. But anyway, um, I, I, what I think the point was that we were making that Anthony completely misunderstood was that it's not sexy naked. It's like practical, let's beat the shit out of naked. And it's not the kind of naked that people think they're going to see when they see the movie. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah. she's, she's still naked. And, and, and you're right, Esmeralda. She's still naked. And the horn dogs will <laughs> still be like, eh, they'll still be drooling. Because oh, like, she's okay. full on. It's full on nudity. Like, I mean, it's full yeah. on, you know. Um, and it's but it's but I think it's hilarious that like there are so many other opportunities in this movie for her to be like full on sexy naked. And she's not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why people are going to be a little disappointed because they're like, wait a minute, she wasn't naked during the, the lap dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that, that's what I think is so clever about the movie is like, well, fuck you. You think she's going to be naked in this scene? She's not. <laughs> so, and it's a very funny movie, by the way. Yeah. A ve- it's oh, a very good. funny. And she's, and she's, oh God, I love, I love her. I just think she's so funny. And, uh, oh, by the way, she's on the latest, uh, what do they call the hot wings thing? Where you eat the hot, you eat the wings. Uh, um, what's it called? Hot wings? Uh, is it hot wings? Hot. I think it is just called hot wings. Is that what it's called? Hot. Hot, ta- hot take. Uh, hot takes. Take. No. Whatever the dude is, Sean. Whatever his name is, the guy who hosts. Oh, it. hot but, ones. Hot, hot ones. ones. There it is. Hot ones. Yes. So she's on the latest uh, episode of Hot Ones, and she's hilarious. Hilarious. When she gets to like that the bomb hot sauce, which everybody, mm-hmm. where at that point it's like your whole brain explodes. Her response is absolutely hilarious completely hilarious. <laughs> so but my favorite one i think of all because i love the one have you watched you've seen hot ones right yeah it's i think it's great and you know do you know that our 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 uh our, our friend tom hush who produces the steve cochran show on wls am 890 of which i appear regularly on fridays um he went to school with sean the host of that show oh wow yeah he knew him he, and uh and boy you want to talk about man take it a career taken off for doing nothing how about that what a great idea like that guy's that guy's set, and all he does is eat wings and interview celebrities. Fantastic, right? <laughs> Good for him, man. Good for him. But I think my favorite one. Do you have a favorite one that you've seen of the hot ones? Um, I can't say off the top of my head. Um, I haven't watched too many. He honestly, I hate how he interviews. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like a damn robot to me. But <laughs> yeah, reading well, off a cue card like it feels okay. very like. When you did the thing of the thing, so I, I just sometimes yeah. I can't get okay. into it. All right, I'm a fan of his. I like, I like because he. I think he asks very weird questions, and I like that as opposed to like, you know, certain people who ask the same questions at junkets and stuff like that. Yeah, which we have no, one. that's great that he asks yeah. those questions. But I'm just like, do you have feelings? 
Do yeah. you know how to? <laughs> I, I also think it's like like at one point it's them both the 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 interviewer and the interviewee desperately trying to be human because what's happening in their mouths and in their bodies is inhuman and they're trying to yeah. they're trying to be as normal as possible while their body is like exploding from the inside out. So I think that might have something to do with the way he delivers the questions because he's dying because of the because <laughs> of the wings. But my favorite, my two favorites are. Uh, Key and Peel. When he had Key and Peel on, they were on. Um, mm-hmm. They were on to uh, to promote Keanu, um, which of course we both love that movie with the cat. It's fantastic. Um, but at one point, at one point, Kiki Michael Key like takes a bite of the wing and they're talking, and he just goes. At one point, he just goes, "You go to hell, Sean. Just go to hell." Like he couldn't. He couldn't, <laughs> he, he couldn't even. He got up and was like walking around, you know, in that big lanky Keegan Michael Key way, you know, with his big lanky legs, and he's just walking around. Going, you go to hell, Sean. You go to hell. That was. <laughs> that was great. And if you get a chance, watch the one with Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! At one point, she just starts snorting milk. Like she just takes the milk. Oh God! Sticks her nose, <laughs> sticks her nose in because it's so hot. Like she can't take. She sticks her nose in and just starts sniffing and snorting milk up into her head. It is absolutely hilarious. So, but anyway, Jennifer uh, Lawrence is on the latest uh, one of the latest episodes of Hot Ones. If you want to see her, and if you want to see her naked, beating the hell out of guys and doing suplexes, <laughs> go check out the movie. And I'm sorry if I, Anthony, if I if you misunderstood what we were saying, but yes, we know she was full on naked. So anyway. All right. <laughs> Are you, you? You know, we've talked about you've, we've we've eaten hot stuff before. You're good with hot stuff, right? Asma, you can go pretty, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I don't usually eat hot, like really spicy stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't that I don't gravitate towards that. But I mean, I'll I'll eat it. I'll try it. Yeah. Um, I don't shy away like that. Now you, I mean, uh, I mean, part of the culture you grew up in is a lot of spicy food in uh, in a Mexican household. So were you always like, did you grow up eating eating a, a lot of spicy stuff when you were a kid? No, because I couldn't take it. So my mom was nice to me and she would let me. She would sometimes, if it, depending on what it was, she would make me a non-spicier version. I see. <laughs> uh, your brother the same way? Is he? Does he got a more No, a hot... my brother, he likes spicy. He likes he, the spicy, they, yeah. Everybody, everybody in the house eats spicy. Although my mom, now that she's older, she can't really take spicy, spicy foods anymore. Gotcha. So sure, sure. She's so it's just funny because I will, I'm, I've become a little more tolerant of spice, and now she's just like gone back because she can't really take it anymore. She's like, we've missed our opportunity to cross over together. Like we can't do, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, when I was spicy, you weren't, and now you're spicy, and I'm not. Oh man, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big, I mean, I like uh, a little bit of heat, you know, but man, if it's, too, I don't know how people can do the really crazy shit, but I know people who love it, you know? Yeah. I'm not, if, if it, if it blows out your taste buds completely, like I can't, I don't know why, what, what for? What I agree. For? <laughs> I agree. No, I totally, I agree. I mean, I like a little heat, you know, like if it brings something to it and then on the back end, you get a lot of heat. I like that as long as it tastes like something, but something mm. that's just fucking hot for hot sake where you can't like you're it's just painful your mouth burns you can't taste anything i don't understand but pe- i know people who love it i mean who just like will eat it and sweat and cry and just be like yeah you know i'm like god damn man yeah i don't know i don't know but yeah um but i i would not even i can't even imagine doing the like that the one the, the one that every single celebrity does when they get to the bomb that's mm-hmm. the hot sauce when they get to <laughs> 
the bomb. That's the one that is where it's either like people, like the celebrity's head explodes or they just go, you go to hell, Sean. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. All right. Uh, Let me get this uh, really quick um, before we get out of here. I don't want to get too far uh, behind on Magic Megaphone. So let me do the last Magic Megaphone. This is Ed in Melrose Park, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll explain the story behind it. You'll understand it, but I'll explain the story behind it very briefly before we get out of here because I don't want to be backed up on my magic megaphones because I want people to be able to get their requests in at 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. But this is uh, Ed from Melrose Park. He wanted this. Ready? Don't test me. Don't test me. Don't test me. Okay, so... Don't test me. Uh, you can understand what that phrase yeah. is. Right. Yeah. Um, this was in traffic when a guy kept slowing down and then uh, going into another lane and cutting him off. And oh, so wow. Ed just He's kept quite saying, nice about it. He just said, don't test me <laughs> over and over again. And his wife said, his wife was in the car with him and, and said, uh, why are you saying don't test me over? <laughs> over yeah. That's actually, I mean, that's very uh, subdued. It is. It is. For being, you know, get somebody cutting you off all the you Cut him off. He cut him off. Multiple times. Cut him off multiple times, and then we get in front of him and slow down. Like, it was important Ugh. for this guy to get in front of him to slow down. So, oh, my God. So, Ed's response was, don't test, was this. Was, was, was this. Don't test me. Yeah. Don't test me. And apparently he was testing him. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to you for having, <laughs> keeping your cool. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, anything planned for the weekend? Obviously staying away from any place. Well, you know, downtown. yeah, that and considering outside air is uh, yeah. dangerous to breathe. Yep. I'll be I inside. Haven't been, I haven't been out of my apartment since Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You I shouldn't. Have, I, and my windows are closed, and it's getting a little muggy in here, man. Um, yeah, you, you should leave them closed. <laughs> yeah, no, they're closed. I mean, I got fans going right now. Uh, although I don't have the ceiling fan above me on right now because it's too loud, and you would hear it. Mm-hmm. Like if I had the ceiling fan on, it would be going <laughs> right now, and you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want. Yeah. So as soon as we're done recording, that ceiling fan goes back on. So anyway, all right. Well, the next time we speak, Esmeralda, you will not be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because our next uh, episode is a For the People episode. So Herb Weisbaum, our consumer guy, Tom Appel, our car guy, will be on. If you have questions for those guys, sneak them in now, 773-417-6948, or um, email us at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. So that's our that's our next uh, adventure. So Esmeralda, you got a day off. Have a great weekend. Uh, holiday yeah, weekend, July you. 4th. Oh, right. Yeah. And the next time we record is on my day of birth, actually. Ooh. The next time that we actually record, the episode comes out on the seventh, but we will be recording on the on my day of birth. Um, Very and, nice. And I will be rec- uh, we will record that, and then after I record it, I go to see Tom Cruise jump off of cliffs and shit and run around like a loon. So well, dude, Mission Impossible not bad. for my for my birthday. <laughs> I, I, I just personally think Tom Cruise is like, let's schedule a screening for Nick's birthday of the new Mission Impossible movie because he likes. Yeah, those that's movies. what he. That's what that's he, what did. he did exactly. <laughs> That's what I like to think because I'm delusional. All right. Uh, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to be a sponsor, sales at radiomisfits.com. Get your tickets for Flashback Weekend. Esmeralda, excited? Yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's going to be so cool. The whole weekend, August 4th through the 6th at the Hyatt Regency at O'Hare. Flashbackweekend.com. Get your tickets now. We are doing our live podcast 1230 in the afternoon. It might change, but it's right now it's 1230 in the afternoon on Saturday, August 5th. 
Uh, so get your tickets now at flashbackweekend.com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs, who is the main man, does all the music and the sounds. My thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. And, uh, and yeah, there you go. And if you want to advertise with us, sales at radiomisfits.com and all that good stuff. So thanks, and we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. <laughs>